0: Hi, I'm Mark, and welcome to Words of Truth. I'm so happy that you've joined me on this podcast today. Let's talk about Christmas. A little bit of a change up from the last uh, number of weeks. You know, the Christmas season always brings a lot of memories with it, doesn't it? Let me start by asking you a question today. As you think of your favorite Christmas, what makes it memorable to you? Now, just take a minute and think about that. Maybe it was the year you had your first child, or maybe it was not a very good memory because it's the year you lost someone, or maybe your favorite Christmas was the year that you took that vacation of a lifetime. What was your favorite memory? My favorite memory of Christmas is, well, perhaps to you, less spectacular, but I remember it so well. It was in the 60s, living in the Sierra Mountains near Yosemite Park in California. My dad was in the logging business, and uh, he had had a house built with a huge fireplace and a tall peaked ceiling in the living room. That year, dad brought home the biggest tree I had ever seen. Now, of course, I was only seven or eight years old, so it could have been like five feet tall, and I would have thought it was huge, but... But this tree reached all the way to the ceiling, and so I think it must have been—I don't know—eight or nine feet tall. To me, it reached to the sky. That year, we had a huge snowstorm. Snowed it snowed a lot in the winters in that area. The tree was decorated and lit. The fireplace was roaring. You know, it almost looks like a like a like a card or something that you would send, in my mind. Uh, The fireplace was roaring, and all of a sudden, the lights went out. Now, I don't remember a lot about it, but what I do remember was the feeling. So quiet. Snow coming down outside, a huge tree, the huge fire going. And that year, I don't know, we roasted something in the fireplace for dinner. Probably was hot dogs or something. But it was just perfect. I remember that feeling. Funny things we remember, isn't it? Have you ever thought about what God's favorite memory is of Christmas? Well, it's not normally something we would think about. Well, we think about our memories, but we've probably never considered God's memories. And I know we're dealing with a hypothetical here, but, but in your opinion, which part of Christmas do you think God most fondly remembers? Well, we know that God created us to have fellowship with us. Not that he needed the fellowship. (laughs) He had perfect fellowship with himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But he did it just because he wanted to demonstrate his love. But then sin entered into his perfect world. And it separated us from him. And now we couldn't experience life with God anymore. Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden. And ever since, our sin has kept us separated from God. This was completely against the plan and the will of God. And yet he continued to desire to have fellowship with us. Now, God had another plan, a wonderful plan. For God so loved the world, the Bible says, that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so the father entrusted a young girl with his only son. Imagine a human-carrying deity. Think about that for a minute. The mortal-carrying immortality. Mary wasn't the richest, she wasn't the most experienced, she wasn't even married. But Mary loved God, and she was the perfect mother for his son. And even knowing that his son's life would be threatened before he turned two, God sent Jesus to be born in some kind of a manger where animals are kept, The mangers on our tables show it as being like a stable, right? But some people think it may have been a cave and others think that it may have been in a section of a home where they'd bring in the animals at night. Uh, When my wife and I were visiting Israel, we were taken to Bethlehem and they took us to the basement of a church where there was a cave, the supposed birthplace of Christ. Well, I doubt it, but wherever it was, it wasn't nice. It wasn't sanitary. It wasn't like a clean hospital room. Uh, It was a place where there was straw that produced a kind of musty smell with some animals and a feeding trough. Uh, Imagine how proud God must have felt on that day. And yet I wonder if it was a little bit bittersweet to see his only son leave his heavenly home for a time. I know it's conjecture, and I'm not trying to rewrite scripture or write something in the scripture, but it does make me wonder, knowing how it felt when our boys left the nest. (laughs) I'm telling you, when our boys walked out the door, I cried. But God watched as the angels rejoiced at his perfect plan. And God gave the angels instructions to give the good news to some lonely shepherds who were tending their sheep by night. He didn't tell the wealthy, he didn't tell the politicians, or even the religious hierarchy first, but he told some dirty, disrespected shepherds first. The ones who protected the sheep and looked for the lost lamb. The ones who weren't allowed into the temple with their own sacrifice because they were unclean, they would understand, and they would tell everyone they knew about what they had seen. Well, God must have loved the expression on the faces of those shepherds when the, when the angels lit up the skies. Imagine his eagerness for them to see his gift. Now, don't we love it when our kids have been away for some time and then they return home? I don't know, maybe they've been away at camp for a week in the summer and although it was a nice break for you, you're excited to have them home and to hear about all of their adventures. Or maybe your kids are grown like ours and they're away for a couple of years at a time. It's so great to have him home again, isn't it? We anticipate the return with joy. Well, in the same kind of a way, I'm certain that God looked forward to the day his son returned home, ushering men, women, and children to live with him forever. And yet, I'm sure the sting was great, knowing what Jesus would have to endure by experiencing the scorn of men and eventually torture on a cross so that We could be welcomed into heaven. Oh, by the way, and God put a name on his present too. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And all he wants is for men and women and children to accept his gift, given out of love and received by faith. And what a spectacular gift it is a tiny gift, specially wrapped in humanity and given with love in an attempt to win his lost people back to himself so that he could have fellowship with us. And so now what sin has separated, Christ has provided a way to bring back together again. Oh, I pray this season you'll receive the best gift of all, that of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thanks for listening today. I'll see you next time.